This could be one of the worst stock market depressions you've never seen in your lifetime. And inside this video, I'm dropping nine macroeconomic conditions that is sending the stock market lower fast. And I wanna prepare you, I don't wanna scare you, I wanna make sure you're making the best decisions in your life, in your portfolio, so we can become better educated on our journey. Because as a trader, we can make a lot of money in these scenarios, especially if we're holding a lot of cash, especially if we're holding positions that actually go up when the market goes down. So if we just educate ourselves, stay in this process, we're gonna be better when it ends. So first reason why I am super bearish on the market is super simple, is my own indicator, the market mover indicator, turned blue at 440, 460 on SPY. And then we drop, 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 have been in a bearish trend on the weekly chart for the last four or five months. So whenever my indicator goes from yellow to blue, that's where I don't hold my stocks. I don't look for calls. I try to play the downtrends. This happened at COVID. This happened in 2019. This happened in 2008. This happened on my screen in 2000. I wasn't trading then, but I programmed my indicator to help me figure out those scenarios. Worse off, this is the most important part, the monthly candle has turned blue, which is scary stuff because it's a monthly chart. It's the hardest chart to flip momentum with, and we have bearish readings for the first time since one candle in COVID. We have not seen a true blue candle on this chart since COVID, and before that, since 2012. So this is a third appearance of a true big blue candle. So if we close June with a drop under, let's say if we're under 380, this will initiate a possible another month down to 360. And if we stay blue for two months in a row, this could be a six to 12 month stock market continuation drop. And it may take a long time to truly find a bottom. And I say this because if we are looking to buy the dip, it's the opposite scenario. And that's where it gets fun. So while it's scary, while it does indicate bearish activity, we like to buy in when the opposite happens. So when we flip from blue to yellow, love to buy that scenario. And so it might take time, but when it does, we want to pounce hard. Over here, during COVID, flip from blue to yellow on the weekly. Huge run. We did not hit one blue candle from three, that's two, 275 all the way up to 480. That's 200 points in SPY, and you wouldn't have got stopped out if you just held for yellow candles. And holding in a bull market is one of the best things you can do, the most peace of mind you can have if we can understand when it starts and when it ends. And so just having a simple indicator is key. The third reason I am bearish on the market is because we are coming off the bottom with interest rates. Interest rates, there's a lot of reasons why this tanks the market, but the one thing that's important is to know the direction and the velocity of it. Having a high interest rate doesn't necessarily mean the market's gonna crash. During 1995 to 2000, we had an extremely bullish market for those four years with a 6% interest rate. We're only at 0.7. So this doesn't mean the market's gonna be bearish. It just means if they keep raising it, 
if their future plan is to keep pushing this higher and higher and higher, the velocity, the direction is what takes the market down. So interest rates have a negative effect on the market. And this is the one thing that is causing interest rates to go up, with it, which is inflation. As you can see from this, this is all the products, all the consumer goods, the CPI data. It's at 8% for inflation. We hit this number back in 1974 and then 1980s. This was almost a 10-year period of massive inflation. And we had interest rates going up and down, up and down, as you can see from this chart all over the place. We hit a peak over here of 12% when interest rates were sky high in 1974. And then we went to even 20% on interest rates in 1981. So because of those massive pumps in inflation, we had to match that with an interest rate. And what that does is if we look here, this is the guide to understanding it is one way to reduce inflation, raise the interest rate. That's all we got. That's the only bullet in the chamber right now. And we want the number to be similar. So if you're wondering, hey, 8% inflation, what does that even mean? Well, we need to get there with 8% interest rate because we need to combat inflation, kind of drag down demand. And so demand is still very high. And so in the past, the interest rate went up to 18% here. Inflation went up to 15%. So that's a 5% difference but the interest rate went higher. And over here, interest rates or inflation went to 12%. Interest rates went to 12%. So they're always trying to match inflation. And in some scenarios like this one, it went over. They tried to overcorrect. They were really trying to drop the, the inflation rate. And that's probably why they did it. But you can see in the past, uh, having an inflation around 3 to 4% is kind of the target for the Fed. They like to keep it under 3 but we've had it at that level for like the last 30, 40 years. And it just got out of hand because of coronavirus and the printing of all that money and just being in supply now. So now they're trying to reduce the supply, take it out of circulation through this mechanism. And what this looks like is how come it reduces the stock price? How come the interest rate going up is bad for the market? Well, the money you're borrowing is now harder to borrow. It's more expensive. So you have to pay more to borrow the same amount. And so if you're a tech company, if you're a startup, if you're some guy trying to open a restaurant down the store, you buy a smaller restaurant. You hire a smaller team. You do smaller everything. And that's why the demand drags down with higher inflation, higher interest rates. Because as the borrowing expensiveness goes up, we can't do as much with that. And so you're seeing the stocks with future potential growth stocks having lower future valuations because of this, because the money right now is more valuable than the money tomorrow. And we also have shifts from money. So just basic money flow is happening here at a macro level. It's coming out of the market and going into the bond market or into your bank account because there's such a high interest rate. And so now it's becoming more attractive to save, 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 instead of throw money into the economy, into the, the market, into real estate. They want to, basically what, what happened with COVID is they were super nervous we were going into a recession, so they lowered the interest rate. Nobody wanted to save money. They threw it wherever they could. 
I'll put money here, I'll put money there. You start a business, you have a business, and everyone was a millionaire, everyone was a genius in that bull market, and that was probably the pinnacle. And now we're doing the opposite. We're raising the rate. So we're doing the opposite of what that would look like. So taking this job here, taking this company here, lowering everything, lowering your pay. So we're just sucking money out of the economy now and putting it into the bank, into the bond, into the bonds. And that, that's basically what happens and how it comes out of stocks. And if you want to sign up for our free Monday morning watch list, just text this number. We'd love to have you. If you want to be in our free Facebook private group, make sure to grab the link below. We'd love to have you in there. That's for free. Two awesome things for free. Let's get on to reason number five why this is definitely a scary time. Everything at the same time and it's all bad. <laughs> we have the balance sheet. So the Federal Reserve, if you don't know, acquires things that boost the market. So there's some rumblings that they're buying index funds, but for the most part, they're buying mortgage-backed securities and they're buying bonds. So when they buy a bond, it keeps the interest rate low. When the interest rate is low, nobody wants to keep money in their savings account. They don't want to buy bonds. They put money into the markets. They flood the market. And so when the Fed is buying all that, they're raising their balance sheet. Since 2008, the Fed has been on this tear of just accumulating. They're collecting all this stuff. And then they tried to dwindle it down in 2014. It got exciting. It got basically maybe like 30% less, maybe 15, nothing crazy. And then COVID hit and we triple the balance sheet. We go from 3.6 trillion all the way up to like 9 trillion in our balance sheet for the Fed. This does not look good with all the debt they have. And now we have even more, more debt. We can't pay it back if we hold all the bonds. We're paying ourselves at that point. Doesn't make any sense. So what they're trying to do is quantitative tightening. Quantitative easing is trying to boost the markets from buying everything. Quantitative tightening is trying to lower the markets from selling everything. So think about it this way. The bond, which we talked about earlier, whenever you buy it, the rate goes down. Whenever you sell it, the rate goes up. So right now, they're selling bonds. They're selling a lot of bonds. They have trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of bonds and mortgage-backed securities. So every time they sell, the price goes down. And every time they buy, the price goes up. It's very confusing because the interest rate does the opposite. So when it goes down, when they sell, the interest rate goes up. If they keep selling, the interest rate's going to skyrocket and tank the economy because if it gets too high, it just sucks money out. So that's the one thing about the Fed balance sheet I don't like. And the, the direction of it, their plans for it are very terrible for the markets. Next up is the VIX. It's been, it's been way too high for way too long, honestly. I've, I've never traded in a VIX market that's been over 20 for at least 18 months. Even in a bull market, we were over 20. It was ridiculous. And at this point, the VIX is at 34. Think about it. Like The last time we were at 34 was at 2009. You know, we passed 34. We have 2003, 2001, the dot-com bubbles past 34 at some moments. So we're going to skyrocket on the VIX. This is probably heading to the moon and hopefully it's going to be a cushioned blow and hopefully we find the bottom pretty soon. But having a VIX at 34 basically means the market can tank 
in a week. In a day, it can tank 34% pretty quickly. So having a VIX at that level makes me nervous to even be invested in the market. The ideal time to be invested is when the VIX is at 12, 15, 17, sub 20. Sub 20 is like, hold it and grow it. Don't even think about it. Love to be in those markets. Love to let things ride when the VIX is that low. Haven't been able to do that because I'm learning just like you guys are and I've been in this for almost a decade, but every 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 decade or every year is a new lesson, a new thing I'm learning. I don't know what inflation was and how it affected the markets until this year. So that's the whole point of why we get in this is to really build the knowledge. But number seven is big, is the dollar. So we have the competition between the threesome stocks and bonds and you have the third person the dollar they're all trying to battle for your attention battle for your love and right now the dollar's getting all the love we have stocks dropping even bonds um, dropping so they're dropping interest rates flying and we have the dollar flying so right now people are saving 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 and you can see huge breakout on the dollar technically speaking triple top one two three with a triple touch breakout we always know it's our favorite place to look for a breakout so the upside for the dollar is like 15 percent from here we could even skyrocket on the dollar like we did in the, the 80s because inflation was high so everyone held dollars crazy so yeah the dollar is clearly breaking out in a big big way and then the other thing that's putting so much pressure not just on our economy but the world is globally we're, we're synced up we are all raising interest rates at the same time. So we're having a global recession or global depression. It's so bad when everything lines up, everyone's doing the same thing. It wouldn't be as bad as if we just had an interest rate rise, which is what happened in 2015 or 2017, 2018. But when everyone's doing it, it's bad, it's really bad. So the Bank of England just raised, everyone's raising, they're planning on continuing. We don't have any mechanisms to drive money back into the market with this high inflation. We're basically hands tied behind our back. So if you want to get our free option trading course, head to our website, marketmovesmat.com. Hopefully it helps you on your journey to help you navigate this crazy, crazy market. Last one, number nine, which is the mortgage rate. The last thing that money could go into, housing. How homes, investing in real estate. So we have stocks, bonds, cash, real estate. And so dollar is winning right now, we know that, but can real estate win? And the answer is no. <laughs> if the interest rate keeps going up, real estate's gonna get crushed, especially if we get to like seven, eight, nine, ten 10% for the, the interest rate. Just think about it, in 1981, when interest, the mortgage rate um, or, or inflation was high, interest rate was high, the mortgage rate was also high along with that. They were all the same. So you're looking at 17 to 18% for a home. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Um, so you can see this skyrocket. This is 1978 all the way up to like 1980. In a two-year period, the interest rate went from 8% to 16 So doubled. And we're basically looking at uh, they're looking at 75 basis points for the next rate increase for tomorrow. 
or today, depending on when you watch this video. And what does this look like? Why is this scary? What does this even mean for the average person to understand? And so I just bought a condo this year for 400K and it was a 4% interest rate. And I thought that was great. I was kind of mad I didn't get the bottom. The bottom was 3%. Um, we're at four now. So this is $1,900 for a monthly payment. And so if, if the interest rate doubles, here's what happens. If I bought this condo late, if I bought it at an 8% environment, I tack on another $1,000 to my mortgage payment. So this is not good for future buyers. This is not good for people on adjustables, adjustable mortgages. So arms, I don't know how this work, but anybody who's looking to get a house, anybody who needs to adjust the rate in the future, they're gonna be adjusting it at a terrible time if this rate keeps skyrocketing. And so what does this mean? Can, can the random buyer that I'm talking about in this scenario just pay an extra thousand dollars? They're just like, whatever, if it's 1,900 or 2,900, doesn't matter to me, no. They look for return on their capital. They can only afford a certain amount if, if they're just buying the house because they wanna buy it. So they have to lower their purchase price, which means to match the same monthly payment, we go down to 260 for the home. So a 400K home gets hit hard if the interest rate goes to eight, 10, 12%. You know, the, we could drop 50% in real estate. Just this scenario alone, if the demand and supply meet, we have a 35% drop. So think about that. If you can only afford 260 and the guy thought he had a 400K home, well, either you have to make more money, you have to adjust your budget, or he has to meet you or she, whatever was happening in the scenario. So if he comes down, she comes down to your price finally, that's 35% they just lost. And so that's a scary time is when real estate starts getting hit like that. And hopefully this doesn't scare you. A lot of traders are crushing it. Some inside of our group are doing well. If you wanna try it seven days for free, hit the link below. I'm on a mission to help traders survive in any market, bull markets, bear markets, sideways markets, and we love it. We love trading, we love the community, and we love to have you inside of it. If you wanna watch a video over here on the recession explained a little bit more, feel free to, and I'll see you on the next one. Peace.